0: Welcome, everyone, to the Zero's Journey—a serious attempt to create a canon-worthy work of original fiction from scratch. Mm-hmm. I'm Mike Magyar. I'm James Quesada. and we are James. We are here. We are here. This is the last episode of the season. Mm-hmm. It's the last episode of my uh, series writing career. Oh, <laughs> uh, series. And it I'm excited. It's great. It's mm-hmm. it's going to uh be fantastic. Um I
1: am a genius. Wow. Tall, tall order right out the gate. And we I mean we saved the best for last. So I have every Well, James, we saved the last for last. That's how chronological order works. <laughs> yeah. And let's let's go ahead and uh make this known right now. <clears throat> Although how okay, so however long it takes to, for you to get what you have out. Yeah. Are we going to put a cap on this? <laughs>
0: yeah. What do you gonna say? Two hours? Honestly, I, I, I really don't know. Um, I
1: know you don't know. That's I why. don't know. <laughs> I, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs>
0: the first three episodes were uh, 21 pages total. And uh, if my math serves me, that's seven, seven pages an episode. And this last part is 11 Okay. Pages uh,
1: without any diagrams, just written. So, all right. Well, uh, I'm going to make a buzzer go off when we hit 90 minutes, and that buzzer is going to be be me going wrap it up. <laughs> uh, oh
0: yeah, so you're just going to stifle my my
1: genius <laughs> and creative works of fiction. That's fine. Well, I'll tell you what. George R. R. Martin got it done in in 20 years. 90 minutes. 90. Yeah. Okay. So you know what. So far you have the the record length for longest episode hey, in this saga.
0: And I by the end of this episode I will I I may have get the new, record new for, personal best for the best work of original fiction, but
1: I'm definitely going to get the record for the fastest work of original fiction. All right. Well, okay. I'm excited to bring it home and find out where your mm-hmm. mind Takes us, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> to an open-ended conclusion, like a, a conclusion that's meant to keep going into the main event. I just can't wait to see where yes. that point is.
0: <laughs> yeah, like I think I said in the last, uh, in my last episode that I was uh, building a staircase to nowhere. Um, mm-hmm. and I think that that is, and I'm going to let that metaphor
1: stay. Yeah, there. I like that analogy. I, think it's great. What are you going to do when you get up there, right? Fall. Nothing. Right over. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah,
0: It's like that episode from The Simpsons where they build a monorail and they have the escalator to nowhere and people Mm -hmm. just keep going up and falling over.
1: Yeah.
0: Cool. All right. So recap from last time. Uh, You don't want me to do it? Oh, yeah. No, do it, please. Okay. No, yeah, you do it. I'm going to do my best. No, do it.
1: So last time um, we hurried up and got rid of Pyro. Uh, the 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 war that was promised between him and um, Firebreath, yeah. Lady Firebreath, mm-hmm. uh, that that war lasted for two thousand years. Yeah, ended in a stalemate. Yeah. Um, well, it ended
0: in, ended in a temper tantrum.
1: Yeah, Pyro goes up to his uh, temple of whatever and summons his energy to to blow up the planet. Yeah, in the Crab Nebula. Start over. Yep. 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 And then, yeah, was it Pyro that wanted to start over, or was it Mike that wanted to start over? We don't know. It was Pyro. It was for
0: sure written (laughs) in the legend that Pyro wanted to start over because he lost control of his first experiment.
1: (laughs) Well, uh, incidentally, Mike got the same opportunity to start uh, somewhat from scratch. He shifted gears over to Heidi, really condensed uh, the hydro side of things, with um, a Earth-like planet, where uh, what was it called, Terra? Uh-huh. Um, Terra. She sets up shop, um, and I, I I can't even remember what she does. It, it went by in in, in such a uh, hurried fervor. Yeah, because
0: there was no drama. Okay, she was a calm person. She just like falls in love with the place. It starts uh, growing and and getting all kinds of yeah evolution in and, in <laughs> and
1: and then and then what? And then and then she blows herself up. She She doesn't blow herself up. She becomes one with the planet, dude. She disappears. She she self-destructs. She doesn't self-destruct. It was peaceful and calm and beautiful, not violent. Okay. Either Heidi self-destructed or Mike did, because then we have our two main protagonists now gone. And Mike then starts over with a uh, conspicuously drawn continent... Which, by the way, I, re- I realized later that you gave me
0: such a hard time for it being seven and seven. Mine's actually eight. Okay. Not seven. What do you, what do you got on there? I forgot about Pyria. Because everything else is written on the outside of the continent, and Pyrrhea is written on the inside, and I only counted the, the ones on the outside, and that's seven plus All the right. one is eight.
1: Yeah, well, there's mm-hmm. nine actual kingdoms. In okay, the- so now I'm trying to shoot for the same number? Yeah, well, you're splitting the difference. Yeah. Stealing the difference. <laughs> Ste- yeah. I, and either way, you, I mean, you, 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 this, this drawing, this teardrop shaped drawing. It's a claw that bends to the right mm-hmm. or or it actually bows out to the left. But the little tip down there that has the islands n- next to it looks an awful lot like Westeros as drawn by a four year old. And you walk this through. Some of the regions that you have on there. Uh-huh. Very clever uh, positioning of the ice region in the middle of the continent instead of you. <laughs> at the north or south. Um, and there's ice people there, frozen people. I mean, yeah, they're
0: called the frozen people just because they're cold all the time, but they're like regular...
1: Yeah. There's regular. another there's another fro uh, well they're and they're like musicians or something. They they play trumpets and try to Yeah, get I don't in want to talk about
0: that too much because I'm not <laughs> I'm not particularly pleased about that portion of the <laughs>
1: <laughs> the story. Then you have a, a forest uh, w- which seems to borrow a lot from, you know, Fern Gully or Warriors of Virtue. And Oh, you mean nature? Uh How they stole it from nature, nature from just a real forest. You got a you got a community of tree houses going on here. Yeah. That's if I stole nature. it from anywhere, I stole it from Endor, but I'm not saying I stole it from Endor. Oh, so now we have a, we have Endor is is the source. Okay, so you, you have these forest people, and what are they, the bark people? Uh, the, the bark people. Yeah. And they're afraid of a, a bull.
0: The forest bull. The forest
1: bull. Uh-huh. Um, and they don't touch the ground unless they're super, super um, trained or yeah. experienced or something. Mm-hmm. And then um, you shoehorned the red um islands okay yeah, enough with the flowery <laughs> language i didn't shoehorn i creatively gave birth to the red islands yeah but you sh- you tacked it on to the end of our last episode cuz you <laughs> the frozen people and the bark people weren't hitting. so you were like i got one more the red islands sounds a, a-, a bit like uh, the iron islands meets
0: okay again george r. <laughs> r martin doesn't have a patent or trademark on ice and islands just just going to put that out there so
1: there's a bunch of pirates um, or like outlaws. Uh, we don't we don't have any understanding Correct. of what the laws are in this world uh, or what kind of community these people might be running from, but they ran from somewhere, they break laws, and they end up on the uh, Red Islands. And the, and the cool thing about the oh islands... Oh God, are you about to pay me a compliment? Uh, yeah, you get one for, for every stack right. of uh, criticism. <laughs> you get one compliment. Give it to me. Which is that you got this like volcano mm-hmm. is one of the big islands uh, in the Red Islands that um is said to have been a piece of uh what are the what's the what's pyro's planet Mortiria. Mortirians. yeah uh, the planet of mortteria that pyro blew up mm-hmm. the red islands uh and, and their people believe that a piece of that planet crash landed into the water mm-hmm. and became this volcano
0: yeah that's pretty cool right Took yep. a real genius to come up with that one, right? Yeah,
1: it took like it took an absolute pretty well
0: <laughs> weaved into the original mythology that I set up so meticulously, right? Yep, it took it's an, an absolute pretty specific,
1: right? Mastermind, yeah. Good. Made pretty good use of that reset button, right? <laughs> oh, now, yeah, it is a reset button, huh? Your words, not mine. Okay, cool. Does That cover everything. That covers everything. So, so we. So then we. So last thing that I'll that I'll say in the recap is, is that we have a bunch of other regions on this, uh, yeah. faux Westeros that are unexplored, uh, at this moment, um, and I, so I'm, I'm assuming we're going to hear about them.
0: I resent the implication of you calling it faux Westeros. For the record. <clears throat> okay. Cool. So uh, that that uh, pretty much takes us to three of the eight, Westerosi. Regions. Regions of Terra the Continent. <laughs> okay, so number four, what we're going to talk about. Oh, I know that you were really excited about... Um, the Singing Jungle. Yeah. Is that what we're gonna, where we're going to start?
1: No. Uh, you're, you're stringing me along here. Uh,
0: so number four that we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about Pyria, And this is pretty much, we're going like, to spend uh, more time here um, than we did in the previous three, because there's just a lot to unpack. There's a lot of rich history and culture In this area,
1: okay? Pyrea. Pyrea.
0: Dorn. Yeah. Do you want to look at the map again to see where it is? No, I know where it is. Dorn.
1: It's it's right where Dorn would be next to the Stepstone Islands. Whatever. Okay. So Pyrea
0: is the richest and most populated area uh, of the entire continent. And there's a good uh, reason for it, okay? There's in the center of the city, there's a massive dome uh, called the Orb. (laughs) <laughs> okay,
1: and then actually the city itself is called orb uh okay orb b the city is called it, the city is called orb, yep. and there's an orb because there's an orb because there's an orb uh, in uh, the center uh, of it fine yeah <laughs> fine
0: <clears throat> um and the uh the thunder axe is in this orb
1: <laughs> so now we're now we're bringing back the thunder
0: axe <laughs> we're not bringing it back it was already it was always there okay so um, basically the, uh, this is like a, think of it as like a, like a big shrine to this thing. Okay. And there's guards. All when around. you say
1: orb, just mm-hmm. so I can picture this. It's like a half dome buried in the ground. And is it, is it some, is it, what does it look like? Is it like a, like a half metal? Dome. Yeah. But is it like made of metal? Is it made of like, like weird white, energy? It, no, it's like a white shiny limestone. Uh, okay. So it's kind of like a, a weird pearl. Orb, kind of, yeah, okay, yeah, kind of like, a and it's got <laughs> and it's got a guitar in it, yeah, mm-hmm.
0: in the middle of it, um, and then it's also got like a bunch of security guards all around, uh, and the security people are called the Road Hands,
1: okay, like roadies, yeah. The, you how how if this does not end if y- your main event had better be like a rock opera, mm-hmm. <laughs> or I uh i i am out <laughs> mm. okay
0: um okay, so the road hands uh uh are guardian and they also you know perpetuate the claim that that it's the the thunder axe and all that kind of stuff from Morteria. um and uh the story is that it when the planet exploded it like embedded itself in this rock and then people that discovered it built a dome around it, built a city et cetera et cetera yeah cool cool um some there's like word you know whisperings in the city that uh, some people think that it's it's a fake and that it's not the real thing and it's just used as a as a prop, um, but nobody can really prove it uh, that it's real or fake because it's it's just like a an ancient artifact, right? Is this the plot of Coco, the kids movie about the dead relatives?
1: Yeah, and he and there's a, a special guitar. Oh yeah, guitar, there's a guitar, and then he goes and steals a guitar belongs to his ancestor. Um,
0: no, it's not. Um, the, the other reason that they can't prove it is because if, if anybody tries to like go in there and get too close or like spread lies or whatever, the road hands kind of just take care of them. Like they're, they're very, uh, they're like the military, you know what I mean? Like they're not a security guard. They're like serious people. Okay. So Pyria is ruled by one family that has been ruling it for about 20 generations. The Targaryens. Um, no, the Bloodhaven family.
1: Oh, <laughs> Bloodhaven family. Bloodhavens.
0: All right, cool. Um, and it's difficult to say how long they've actually ruled for because every 30 or 40 years or so, they kind of correct historical record uh, and they always sort of paint themselves in a positive light. So like every 30 or 40... This family does. This family, yeah. They have like a very tight hold on on information and stuff like that. And they kind of just go in and like correct. As, you know, events happen and people's memory of it starts to get foggy or whatever, they'll just like correct details and
1: um, kind of retroactively uh change stuff do you remember how i pointed out in the recap at the top of my last game of thrones history episode that you had yet to give a character a name yeah. in this world uh-huh. is that is, are we gonna get to a named character i mean you got havens that's a group of people you had the frozen people and the bark people I, who <laughs> give me one person to believe in <laughs> okay <laughs> so um Basi-
0: okay, so they retroactively changed the history. So now let's talk about the orb a little bit, okay? <laughs> uh, the city itself, not the not the the half dome. They, they're the but same. They're to me. synonymous. Yeah, they're they're the same to me as well. Um, so it's it's a very advanced city, uh, with like very advanced technology. It's like a futuristic uh, metropolis from the fifties in my mind. Like you know those those fifties futurism uh, style of like paintings, drawings, that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's kind of like that. All right. The, the, the city the inside the orb now. Inside the orb is just like the shrine, but like the whole city around it kind of looks like a like a f- 50s futuristic. And that metropolis city mm-hmm. is still called Orb. Right. Yeah. Carry on. It's like if Paris was called Eiffel. I mean, it's not. It's called Paris, but you I know what, what Paris is. Okay, cool. <laughs> um. <laughs> There's very little crime, but life, you know, life isn't easy in the city. So the blood fame, Bloodhaven family has kind of like an autocratic rule over the city, um, and there's really nobody to challenge their authority. Okay? Mm-hmm. And the Roadhands are an elite group of soldiers that police the city with brutal efficiency. And I actually wrote brutal efficiency on here because that was important. Uh, they're not nice people. All right. Um. They have vehicles like, for example, the hover glider that basically is like a floating tank and they just patrol the city, making sure everybody's uh, in check, stays, stays in line and kind of um, doesn't do anything against the family or, or against what's established as uh, history.
1: All right. So this is like the fifth element meets Handmaid's Tale. You got this, like, crazy futuristic society, mm-hmm. and, but it's, like, this dystopian thing with a, a force of uh, kind of violent in- enforcers. Yeah. Keeping everybody in check. Uh-huh. Got it. Yeah.
0: It, it's important to, to recognize, like, the road hands are technically supposed to be impartial or whatever, or, like, the, the justice arm, but, like, everybody knows that the blood fam- Bloodhaven family controls them. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Such as who? Who else knows that? The rest of the people that live in Orb. <laughs> um, people in the orb again, they come back up again. Uh, are strictly monitored and tracked, and they basically get vanished at any time they seem to act out or speak against the family. They just mm-hmm. like get kidnapped, and, and nobody hears from them again. Um, it's very difficult to leave the city because the Bloodhaven family claim, um, they claim that this is for the safety of the city from external attacks or invasions from like any of the other regions. Um, uh, like you know people from greenleaf or like the red islands or whatever mhm um but nobody and and nobody argues with that because they would just get you know taken um but there is a sophisticated network of smugglers that can take people and goods in and out of uh the orb for a fee um it's obviously highly risky mhm you know what i mean oh yeah it's dangerous so people live in the orb uh, most don't seem to have a problem with it kind of turning a blind eye to the the uh uh cruelty, and spying, as long as their family is left alone. It's kind of one of those ideas of like, I don't really, like, I know there's bad things happening, but they're not happening to me directly, and if I said something, then things would happen to me directly, so I'm just not going to say anything.
1: It's like any dystopian Uh sci-fi novel. Yeah. Yes.
0: Cool. I'm there. We're on the same page. Um, Conveniently enough, the only people that are allowed to move in and out of the city freely are the Bloodhavens. Of course. I would expect nothing else. Right. So now um, we're going to go uh, into the history of the Bloodha- Bloodhaven family, which I know you've been looking forward yes. to. Yes. Okay. Yeah.
1: Okay. Oh, I can't wait to hear someone's name. According to uh, the Bloodhaven
0: family, <laughs> they were the first to settle on the spot where the orb sits. They claim...
1: What? <laughs> was there like a, an initial person? The, the person who settled doesn't even get a name? Yeah, it's literally the next line. Ugh,
0: th- keep going. <laughs> okay. Um, they claim uh, uh, that something unexpected drew their first ancestor, Argyle Bloodhaven, <laughs> over 20 generations ago to the same spot. All right. They claim that Argyle was uh, on this... E- drawn to this exact same spot by the thunder axe, which he f- found and claimed, right? The logic goes, since the axe called Argyle, the blood havens are descendants from Lady Firebreath herself and are the closest beings to a god on Terra. So basically,
1: um, we have arrived in the Hero's Age. Stop trying to map it to Game of Thrones. This is I different. I could say the same it's to you. better. <laughs> so you got Argyle. Yeah. Blood Haven. Yes. What do you think about that name, James? Oh Well, I I, I see that you've spelled it different than the uh, pattern for clothing. Unless I don't know how to spell Argyle. You got A-R-G-Y-L-E?
0: Yeah. How do you, spe- how do you, how do you spell the clothing?
1: I, I don't know. I guess I pictured it with uh, a U-I-L-E. That could be wrong. Argyly? Guile. Look, man. It's like the
0: French name Guy. Guy.
1: Yeah. Argyle, Argyle, Argyle. Argyle. Okay. Anyway, so you got Argyle, uh huh, and that seems like a. It's not a made up, like you didn't use a name. You used a word for an existing word for a a pattern. Does that have meaning behind it? Like that you purposefully took that. No, I mean
0: it sounds sinister. (laughs) Sounds like a sinister name to me. Argyle Bloodhaven. Yeah, and his brother Denim. You could. Argyle is a pattern, not a type of fabric, so let's not get snippy, okay? All
1: right. Yeah, I, I'm I'm happy to hear that we have some uh specific person. So you got Argyle yeah. shows up um in the land mm-hmm. and closest thing to a god because they are because descendants from their, their Yeah, they
0: basically said that since since he got called by the Thunder Axe himself, there must be some connection between him and the Thunder Axe and and uh Lady Firebreath. All right you know what i mean the like energies divine, are yeah, yeah. yeah like a divine calling of some kind i see um and they, because of this they claim that they're strong with the old kind of magic of pyro and uh uh the, the they also say that the legend is wrong in labeling firebreath as a rebel against pyro and that she was actually his daughter so like that whole thing they they basically are like well that didn't that didn't actually happen mm-hmm. um she didn't try to rebel against him they were actually related uh, and therefore, we uh, are strong with his magic.
1: So, so because they were related, <laughs> mm-hmm. then if they if they are drawn or one with fire breath, they're also yeah. kind of one with pyro. Correct. So you you took the opportunity here with the Blood Havens mm-hmm. history to correct some things that you wish you had done with your <laughs> pyro. What? what are you talking about? <laughs> So you're kind of going back and like re-qualifying the legend. Are you suggesting that I'm going back and altering history? <laughs> yeah. No. Where are we again? This is this is a this is Pyre. What's the name of the of the area? I know it's Orb is the city. Pyrea. Pyrea is the name of the. Okay, so it's like a Pyre. I like that cuz that's that's it that's like a modified uh version of the word Pyre. Um which, which is like what is a pirate? It's like a, a mound for burning. Yeah, right. Uh, that's cool. Argyle, you could have gone one step further. All right. Well, <laughs> anyway, uh, just throw uh, another syllable on there. I mean, even Bargyle or, <laughs> or Argelia. Dude, his name is Argyle. Just get over it. <clears throat> um, send him back. <laughs> oh, rename.
0: Okay, so so Argyle thinks that you know he's he's basically like somehow connected, whether or not he believes that he's a descendant, direct descendant of uh, Firebreath and Pyro, whatever, he, he's kind of like a weird guy. Um, and he believes that, you know, the sort of magical blood or whatever has been passed down through uh, the bloodline from ancient times. So nobody's actually seen the Bloodhavens do any magic, uh, but that doesn't really weaken their influence because they've ruled uh, the city for so long and changed so much of the history that they kind of consolidated power. Um, All right. So nobody nobody really has the guts to be like, "Hey, uh, Blood Havens, show me some magic or else I'm walking out of here because that'd be stupid." Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, and then in terms of the history books and whatever, the the perspective that you are detailing this history of the Blood uh Haven family mm-hmm. from Yeah. Is that like a meta that's like you Wh- who whose history is this This is
0: the, the history according to the Bloodhaven family. This is like right. the the mysticism they perpetuate about themselves.
1: So the so the connection to um firebreath mm-hmm. and Pyro is, is all self-embellishment. Yeah, essentially. Okay. Yeah. None of this is to be trusted outside of the ego of the family. Correct. Uh-huh.
0: Okay. So now uh so that's kind of like the, the you know like a short uh, background. So the current heads of the family there was Argyle right back 20 <laughs> generations ago. The current heads of the family are Thorn Bloodhaven and his wife Octavia. Thorn and Octavia. Uh-huh. They have two children, Argyle the Eighth and Serena. <laughs> the kids are total <laughs> teenager shitbags.
1: What's I'm sorry, Argyle the Eighth and then Serena? Serena? Great. Do you want to know how I came up with those names? You reused one that you had used before, and then you were watching uh Handmaid's Tale. <laughs>
0: I've never seen Handmaid's Tale. Oh, good. <laughs> I, I came up with Octavia because I was like, oh, Octave. That's cool. That's musical. Mm-hmm. Serena because of the Serenade. Oh. Uh, and then Argyle the Eighth is because I just... That was honestly just for you because I feel like you're a really big fan of, of just adding numbers to the end of names when you were really telling me the Game of Thrones story.
1: Yeah. I hope he's only the second Argyle to be born since the original
0: Oh, because he's number eight.
1: Yeah, well, and also they change their history so often that they're just like, if we name yeah. this one Argyle the eighth, then yeah. it'll make it seem like a more long-lasting name.
0: Yeah, that's a good point, actually. <laughs> oh, it's a really good point. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: that was the story that the family likes to perpetuate. Now we're going to talk about the history
1: from the perspective of people outside of the orb. Wow. So we we've got a we've got a big radius of uh, perception building mm-hmm. around. Pyrea. Mm-hmm. uh are, are we to expect the same from the other regions <laughs> or is this no the, they the stops here okay they're
0: not as important <laughs> the, the the first three regions that we talked about like the islands and and uh, uh the forest gulch mm-hmm. and the frozen peaks they got what what they what they deserved yeah okay so according to some people, uh, the Bloodhavens are total dicks, especially Argyle. He was supposed to, He was kind of drunk with power during the period that the family was in the Singing Jungle. Uh, he lived like a king while most of the people under his rule starved, which included most of his family. He was on the verge of being overthrown due to his, incompet- due to his incompetence, so he made up the whole story about the Thunder Axe calling to him to get people to support him. Uh, and according to to these people he quietly sent some of his soldiers to capture and feed uh people that were against him to the 8-foot tall panthers that live in the singing jungle
1: the he, he the, the king argyle yeah uh, w- when people didn't believe him mm-hmm. or his mightiness connection with god or whatever yeah.
0: so like most people when he told the story of like oh i've had a calling most people were like okay whatever yeah but some were like no you didn't So like kidnapped (laughs) those people, and he fed them to eight-foot-tall panthers that live in the jungle uh, and made it seem like it was an attack so that more people would be like, okay, well, we should just follow him and go.
1: Yeah, and this may seem like a stupid question um, or a joke question, but it's not. Are we talking eight-foot-tall on all four legs or like eight-foot-tall? Yeah, on all four four legs. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. All right, so... Let's, let's, let's keep going here. I got, I got a couple of thoughts I want to chime in with, but I'll hold. <laughs> okay. So even, despite
0: the, the, you know, the Panther attack and everything else, uh, some people are still like, well, I don't know that we should leave. Like, Panthers have been around this whole time. They've barely attacked once. Like, we should still kind of stay.
1: Panthers have only attacked once. Is that what we said? Yeah. Well, there was an attack? No. The, he fed people to the Panthers and made it look
0: like they attacked. Oh, yeah. I gotcha. So people were still like, "Well, yeah, I mean, I guess it kind of sucks that people got eaten, but we still don't really want to move." So Argyle was like, "Okay, these people need to come with me." So he snuck out one night, okay, and he set fire to um, all of the food and warehouses so that most of the supplies were burned. Because he was like, "Okay, well now these people don't have anything to be attached to, so they'll have to come with me." Sounds like a serious. That's a big move. Yeah, that's a big move. Right? Mm-hmm. It's a power move. Yeah. So he set him on fire? He set him on fire. Okay. He doesn't George R. <laughs> R. Martin doesn't trademark he can you just get it out of your head? People can use the elements in their own stories without directly copying him.
1: I'm not I'm not against the use of fire. Uh I'm against I'm I'm just questioning your particular uses for some of these things. Things like islands and eight foot panthers. And what do you mean? Rewritten histories. I'll hold. Okay. <laughs> um,
0: and, you know, so once he went out and set all this stuff on fire, he basically uh, claimed that this was proof that the gods of fire wanted him to leave. So, like, the, he tied it into the whole uh, it's calling to me. And he was like, oh, see? They smote all of
1: our stuff to get us to leave. You have to believe me now. Okay. Cool. Yeah, self, self-fulfilling self prophecy. But nobody knows it. He's, he's, he's putting on a charade for others to... Um, believe it. Correct. Mm-hmm. Um, and then people were finally
0: like, Okay, fine, dude, let's just go already then. Mm-hmm. You know? And then I wrote, you know, it's probably true that most of them didn't believe him, but they didn't have anything left anyway. So like it was either stay behind and like rebuild from scratch or like just go. Yeah. Okay. So they left the singing jungle and they got to the Forgotten Sands. Do you remember the Forgotten Sands? Of course I remember the Forgotten mm-hmm. Sands. Um, which sucked because it was super hot in the Forgotten Sands. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: This is just south of the singing jungle? Yeah, just but immediately north
0: south. of the um, frozen lands? Correct. Um, and it was super hot, very dry, no food or fresh water. And some of the weaker members didn't make it through um, because they were weaker, and it took a lot to, to survive that. And Argyle was just like, yeah, well, uh, Pyro only wants the strong people to make it through
1: the desert, so that's okay. They were weak anyway. Yeah, let me just wrap my head around something here because I I, I I I'm just trying to track a lot of different ideas at once. Mm. Uh, Argyle wants everyone to leave Pyria. To follow. To follow. No, no, not to leave. Not to leave Pyria. To go to Pyria. Okay, from where? The,
0: the Singing Jungle.
1: Okay, so they started mm-hmm. Argyle started in the Singing Jungle or yeah. he came up there. Yeah. From where? That's
0: just where his family lived for like a long time.
1: Oh, okay. I I guess I kind of missed that part. Oh, that's how. That's I thought what, he was how, sending that's how people. Started. Would you, yeah. What's a, bring me back to this first sentence? Um, dun, 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 uh, this is where it comes in handy yeah. for you to be writing locations in green or orange or whatever.
0: Yeah. It would also help if my pages were in some sort of order. Um, right here when it was basically uh he was. Drunk with power during the period that his family was in the Singing Jungle, so they've been there for a while. Like they didn't really move. I don't know <laughs> how they no got way. there.
1: Oh, according oh, this, this is the beginning of, of the according to other people, yeah, thing, yeah. Where, <laughs> <laughs> whatever. So, so, so his family, the Blood Havens, are from the Singing Jungle, yeah. And uh, so, so he wants everyone to move out of there mm-hmm. because he. Uh, Argyle has already seen the the thunder Axe in in Pyria. Or no, does he know where he wants to go to? Uh no, he he knows he wants to go to Pyria,
0: mm-hmm. but but it's really just because uh uh he he just it's like he can tell that people are starting to be like sick of him.
1: All right, so so, so he, he
0: needs he needs some reason for people to need him.
1: All right, so he is just kind of uh, uh, giving giving people purpose slash giving himself power by inventing some crusade to go on yeah. for whatever reason. It doesn't really matter so long as people have faith in following him wherever they go. Yeah, great. So I know, dude, this is fantastic. Uh, that's what I'm telling you. <laughs> okay, so so they so they go from the singing jungle. That's 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 where Argyle burns everything. Yeah, and um, uh, he and so that then it makes sense. <laughs> That these panthers are a little closer by to, to feed people too. Yeah. Um. Th- they cross through the the um forgotten sands. Yep. Uh. And they're they're heading out. That's that's yep. where we that's where we were Right. Yeah. Um.
0: Right. So a bunch of people died crossing the forgotten sands, but he was just basically un uh. What's the word I'm looking for? Where you're like, not
1: compassionate.
0: What is, it, what is a one-word way of saying not compassionate?
1: Unsympathetic? Yes.
0: He was unsympathetic to all the dead people that didn't make it through. Um, so that, that just made people think that he was even more of a, uh, a gigantic a-hole. Mm-hmm. So after they got through the Forgotten Sands, by the time they got to the Frozen Peaks, a few smaller families had, had enough, and they kind of deserted the caravan to live with the frozen people. Mm. See how I tied that back into the original Frozen People? Uh, See, I'm like backfilling a little bit of, of their history. That's well, where they I'm came from. Some of them. And what did we believe before this? We didn't know. It was it was shrouded in mystery.
1: <laughs> oh, in the in the previous episode. Uh-huh. Wow. I can't just that, yeah. give everything to you right out of the gate. I gotta. Yeah. No, it's mind blowing. World, b- world building. I was always I, I was like all week I was like what what is what is this shrouded mystery around the frozen peaks? But and now I-, I know. So thank you for clearing that up. That's a big reveal. Curtain, a little bit at a time. Spoiler: if if people are listening to this out of order, if you're listening to this out of order, (laughs) why?
0: (laughs) What are you doing? Okay, Uh, so a bunch of them broke off and lived with the frozen Mm -hmm. people. Um, More people got left behind or fled at Greenleaf, right? Which is the next the next uh, um, settlement. Settlement. Um, Which back then, you know in the time of argyle was just like a small treetop village mm-hmm. and they didn't uh i would say probably like not half but like a little bit less than half of this caravan just like parked it in Greenleaf, and they're like dude we don't think you know where you're going
1: and are, are we talking in finite numbers anymore i mean like 20 gener- generations or like half of the caravan mm-hmm. do yeah. we do we know <laughs> specifically like any any numbers or quantities? Yeah, yet? I mean,
0: roughly, I would I would say, in the Singing Jungle, there's probably like a thousand people there as okay. part of this settlement. <laughs> All right. So, uh, and then like you know, probably under fifty died in the Forgotten Sands. Oh. Um, probably like another fifty stay behind the Frozen Peaks. Only fifty. It's Frozen Peaks, dude. It's yeah. Not, it's not what are fun. they gonna do? Yeah. And also, those people are probably kicking themselves for not waiting until they got the Green Leaf because that's like way nicer. Mm-hmm. Apart from the forest bear. Yeah. Bowl. The
1: forest bowl. And the music culture in, for, in the Frozen Peaks. Yeah, it's bad. It forest bear? <laughs> forest bear. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, cool. So that. And then half of the people stay in the green Bark leaf. Town uh, Greenleaf. people, yes. And, and create Greenleaf. Or, there was already I, I, a, little there was like a, little a little bit of it. There was like
0: a little bit of Greenleaf there, but they like really pumped it. So pumped we're talking town. like 400 people. 400 people. Yeah. 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 Cool. Mm hmm. All right. So then, 10 years after finally setting out, they finished crossing the Hydra Sea and finally got into Pyria, specifically the location of the orb. So this journey took 10 years.
1: All what right. Laughing? Oh, well, I good to know. Okay. okay it cool. took 10 years. I guess that's a long you, time. You said Is that a long s- time is that short? Have you ever taken a ten-year-long trip? I have. I, I, a ten-year-long trip. I, I know what ten years feels like. I haven't taken a ten-year-long trip. Okay, so take no. however
0: you, however long you think ten years feels like, and imagine traveling that entire time nonstop.
1: But it, does that so, feel like a long but time? Are then you then are you saying that mm-hmm. ten years for us is the same as ten years for these people? Correct. Okay, great. These are, these are regular people. All right, regulars. Awesome.
0: Um. So at this point it is assumed at this point that Argyle sent a band of men to carve the thunder axe into the side of a cliff for him to find later, and he killed these people.
1: Killed the people who carved the axe? Yeah, because they know that it's a fraud, right? Uh, right, so he, he, uh, he told them to make a fake thunder axe and then killed them off to make sure no one ever knew.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, so then by this point, he found it and, like... But he was like, "See, I
0: told you the prophecy was true. It's right there
1: in your mind." Yeah, like what is the what is the split between this is a fantasy uh, world versus this is a concept album? Just I mean, is there, there's like oh, zero hundred
0: percent. Fantasy world, zero percent concept album. I told you. I think in that what? was the, <laughs> one of the top things I said to you in my first episode. Was this is not going to be a concept album? You keep well, saying that. What kind of person that. would I be if I just backed down now and did a complete one eighty and turned <laughs> this into a concept album?
1: I'm just look. I, I I hear I hear what you're saying. It Doesn't feel but like then it, you keep bringing it up. You keep naming characters after like qualities of music and in in this uh, this Thunderax, which is a guitar is yeah. a very important part of the story, yes, and I don't know that that is a very important part of any uh, there's there's musical instruments in other epic fantasy tales, mm-hmm. mostly like horns harps lyres, you know ancient medieval uh types of instruments and mm-hmm. and I guess guitar i, I uh, goes far back, but you said it's a it's like a gibson flying v correct so <laughs> it just it just seems like an unusual amount of uh, musical thematics, uh, specifically rock and roll thematics mm-hmm. that are finding their way into your, into your epic mythology. Yeah. So you're telling me 100% fantasy, 0% rock and roll in your no, mind? No, it's
0: 100% fantasy, 100% <laughs> percent rock and roll, <laughs> 0% concept album. Okay. Is what I'm telling you. Okay. Listen, some people... The goblet of fire, right? The Ark of the covenant, a Gibson flying V. I don't
1: understand. Different stories have different objects. Mm. Mm-hmm. This one just happens to be. I I would find it a little weird if if it if, if Harry Potter and like the Yamaha drum kit. <laughs> yeah, because she
0: didn't write it that way. Mm-hmm. But if the ninth book was called Harry Potter and the Yamaha drum kit,
1: you'd be like, well, she wrote it. She's got to know best, mm. right? Yeah, cool. Percentage-wise, how far into the history of Bloodhaven and all that are we? We still got a lot to go. <laughs> Two pages? Yeah,
0: we're about 60% through.
1: All right. Um, okay. Uh, yep.
0: Okay, so f- so they get there 10 years after setting out. Uh, and by this point, Argyle was kind of like older and weaker, and he's crazier than ever. But he gets people to f- be like, hey, look, I was telling the truth this whole time. There it is. It's right there in the stones. And people are like, well...
1: This is your Shit. voice for this guy.
0: Yeah. Oh, oh my God. See, I told you I was right. Oh. Yeah. And then people were like, "Well, damn it, we're so stupid." Damn. Do you like this guy? I don't know. All right, good. he's a crazy person. I can tell. Um. And he was older any week, and he gave his son Argyle the second the throne, right? Um. But Argyle throne. Like, well, the <laughs> rights to the guitar, whatever, dude. Like the. <laughs> He gave him the reins of power. Okay, <laughs> I didn't say rings. <laughs> I said <laughs> reins.
1: He gave him the rights to the guitar. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, th- have, have people?
0: They've settled and they've built. They started like building a city around the shrine. It's like, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't yeah, want to go into that there- detail because it's boring. It's architectural. I mean, I can do it if you want
1: me to. Okay. There's there, there's a throne to be given
0: a throne a chair a seat whatever mm-hmm. yeah just like the like a like a metaphorical uh cap of
1: power are they in pyria yes <laughs> okay good so they found in the mountain of pyria this thunder axe yes and then um you got argyle senior who bequeaths the uh connection to it down to his son yes Aegon, er, <laughs> yeah, might as well be. It's not. It's Argyle the <laughs> second. Carry on.
0: Okay, so Argyle II, uh, having been his father Argyle the first's son, uh, learned everything that he knew from his father, which was basically just to be a crazy, lying lunatic. So mm-hmm. he killed his dad immediately after. Oh, assuming power. Oh wow. Um, and not only did he kill his dad he was like well okay people are buying into this whole story about my dad and you know the arc of the thunder axe or whatever Mm -hmm. um i'm gonna do him one better i'm gonna sacrifice my dad at the foot of the thunder axe as a tribute to pyro
1: holy shit make an example out of him yeah wow how do you like that that'll do it That's pretty good sacrifice yeah let's hear about it
0: that's pretty much it that's it (laughs)
1: I mean, he basically like tied him tied him to a. Uh, no, yeah, 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 no, you don't don't embellish. Uh, we we got we got everything we needed to know. It was sacrifice. He set him on fire. Wow, I'm sure everyone was really affected by it. I mean, yeah, they were.
0: They're also scared, so they basically. <laughs> uh, uh, that was kind of it, right? They settled this area, and over time, they built it into like a giant metropolis uh, through all kinds of shitty behavior. And I may specify shitty behavior because I don't like these people. Okay, okay. So this, this, this was kind of like the the seed that grew into the the dome and the orb and the whole city. But and that's not is, like a giant police state, basically. Is
1: there mention of what the orb actually is?
0: The orb. Yeah. The orb is the dome that.
1: I know, but like, what, like, in this history now, you just said that, like, okay, so that's the backstory of the orb. are you, are you getting to to how the orb comes into? No, I I
0: I got to the point where they like basically come in, they find this area, and then like I'm justifying why they settled this area, and then time passes, and then now it's the
1: orb in the present time. And there's this orb. There's the there's Orb City, with the orb in it. Mm-hmm. And in this history, mm-hmm. there's no. Explanation for the appearance of the orb, or the orb is always there.
0: The orb is just the roof over the guitar, my friend.
1: The same guitar that was carved into the mountain. Yes. Okay.
0: From the original one. Remember when I told you that there was there was like the road hands guard the guitar, and yes. it's basically like a temple, like a like a, what did I call it? I called a it shrine. A shrine. Yeah. But the 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 Argyle car, the one that he had carved into the mountain, that's the same one. It's the shrine object. I don't understand what your confusion it, is, dude. There's a
1: there's a guitar uh-huh. carved into a mountain. Correct. And there's a guitar in the shrine of the orb.
0: No, the shrine of the orb and the orb was built around this mountain.
1: Like ah it, I it see. is the okay there thing. it is. Say it again. That the orb was built around the orb
0: was built around this carved guitar. That's like it's one guitar. that was carved in the mountain.
1: And we don't know who built the
0: orb. People built the orb through the generations as the so, city grew. So it's grew. not important,
1: is what you're saying. That, I just want to get it's clear because it, se- it seemed it, the city is called Orb. It's not called Thunder Ax. yeah, Thunder Axe. Yeah, because Thunderax is a stupid name for a city. <laughs> <laughs> the orb <laughs> seemed specifically important, and I was a, a little Again, bummed that we didn't get an explanation or any mention of its uh, formation. It's just implied that it's now shielding the. Okay, etched fine. In... I guess if I was
0: going to like dive deep into the psychological uh, <laughs> nuances of these people, I would say that maybe the orb has something to do with the 13 original orbs that Heidi broke herself up into, and symbolically it's linked. You know, if I was going to go ahead and just make that connection right now oh, off the top of my head.
1: <laughs> oh, wow. That's ba- deep, man. Yeah. Well, you forced <laughs> it out of me, man. Uh, I mean, I. I So, I promise this will be the last time I ask. (laughs) It's a pearly substance.
0: (laughs) It's a white limestone.
1: Okay. So, there's no sentence that's like, and so Argyle had his men carve the white limestone to be a protective barrier. Because that took a a lot longer. I mean, somebody did...
0: At some point, but it wasn't like him. He got he got burnt, dude.
1: You can just say that. You write that down. Somebody at some point carved okay, fine. a protective fine. orb fine out of white fine. limestone. Fine. Around fine. the carving of Thunder Axe fine. that had been made <laughs> years before. Fine. And it is still the same landmark that it was back then, but now encased in the orb. And so the city became orb.
0: Perfect. Everything you just said. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was perfectly clear the first time I went through it, but I guess maybe not.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: So um, c- comparing this this version of events to the one that the Bloodhaven family is trying to perpetuate, yeah, in all likelihood, this second story is probably much closer to the truth than what the Bloodhavens claim. Um, but there's no really any way for people to to confront them with facts since they have that custom of, you know, like updating the history every 30 years. Yeah. Okay. So currently there's a small faction of rebels trying to find a way to prove this slash weaken in the blood havens called the faction, the rebels, the rebels called the fact <laughs> it's called the faction.
1: So I, I I'm the re- I,
0: rebels. <laughs> I use the word rebels in order to, uh, uh, invoke the imagery of an uprising, but they are called the faction. If I said faction to you, you're like, that's just a part of something. It sounds like a superhero team. The faction? Yeah. It's not. Or a band. It's not a band either. It's a group of rebels that are trying to I'm gonna, weaken I, the
1: what? blood havens. I don't... <laughs> I'm going to... I just need to point this out because it's, 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 uh, it's funny to me um, because the mention of rebels here after we just talked about Robert's rebellion... Again, I, I i i could lean i could lean into you about uh the similarities, but to point out to anybody listening the the fact of the matter is uh Mike and I sit down and record um our episodes back to back we do two episodes at a time <laughs> so my uh madness and rebellion episode um was recorded like ten minutes before we started this one, so there's no way that you're copying that unless unless you <laughs> It's already written is what I'm saying before yeah, we sat down at the hand. table. Yeah. So it's not like you had a week to, you know, model your story after all the same stuff that I went over. Are you trying to say that it's too similar? I'm not. This one I'm letting slide. I will, I, have a, I have a laundry list of things that I want to point out that are okay, too can similar. We, can you bring all of that up at the end? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, I mean, cool. I'm going to. But I'm just saying that between the rebels in this episode mm-hmm. and the Civil War that happened in your last episode, mm-hmm. after the um, multi Civil Wars that occurred in my episode mm-hmm. that we paired with it, yeah. it, it's it's either very it's just an interesting just it, fun dude. coincidence, I'm just as good of a or uh, you're you're ripping <laughs> you're ripping stuff uh, that you know is coming down the pike uh, in, into your into your fiction. Okay, well I'm not accusing go- you. I'm just saying there's, there's, two, there's two options of you what's happening here. You can accuse
0: me all you want. I know what is happening, and what is happening is I'm delivering on my promise that I made to you on the first episode, and you can't handle it. What's the promise? That it was going to be just as good.
1: Oh. Just as good doesn't mean uses the, the, all the same elements. Okay,
0: dude. Should I run through the list again of things that George R.R. Martin doesn't have a trademark on? Fire. Ice. Rebellion against an oppressive force. Maps. <laughs> the number nine or the number seven. You didn't make up your mind about that. Uh, naming people uh, as the same name with different numbers attached to the end of it. I can keep going. Mm-hmm. Boats. Islands. <laughs> volcanoes. Right. Magic. You're off the hook, man. Let's, okay, let's cool. just- <laughs> uh Yes. So... The faction is trying to basically weaken them and, and try to, trying to come up with evidence to be like, hey, listen, this whole time we've been manipulated by like a family of crazy people, but it's very difficult. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, this whole time, because we've of been manipulated control by a family of crazy people of
0: the city. <laughs> Period. Go on. It's basically like it's hard. It's even harder for them to get this information because people aren't allowed to talk to them. Like if if anybody gets any kind of word of like the oh, re- oh the rebels yeah if like any normal quote unquote normal citizen, um, is seen like engaging to someone that's on some kind of list somewhere, then they get vanished or tortured or like you know. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because yeah. That's why it's difficult.
1: I okay. You have to operate in the shadows. Yes. Okay. Yep. All right. Do we have a name for any of the rebels? Some of the rebels um, left Pyria a generation
0: ago when there was a huge bust by the Road Hands and they fled to the Red Islands, filling in the blanks of the Red Islands. Okay, great. So, a generation ago, the Road Hands uncovered
1: like a group of them (laughs) and they just murdered. I can't can't believe you named this group of people Road Hands. Why? (laughs) It's just like. I mean, you might as well call them stagehands or roadies. It's. Like, <laughs> I didn't. I call them the road hands. I, I know you did. I mean, did you spell it R O A D, hands? Like, <laughs> or is yeah, it like look. clever spelling? No, it's road hands.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't know. I just thought that that was an interesting name of like, because like I've already doubled down on the idea of the Gibson Flying V. So I was like, well, what would? Okay, so like, what it what would people that are in charge of protecting a specific thing be called if they're protecting a certain type of thing. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: It's like if the object was a car, they would probably be called like the auto mechanics or something.
1: Your... Spelled with an X. Your fantasy so far Mm -hmm. uh, is about 60% uh, legitimate attempts at um, sticking to the genre in in your own vein. 30%... Concept album, musical elements. And then it's about 10% just, like, throwing random shit at the wall because you're like, I got to move on from this. I can't spend my whole day thinking about what Argyle's name is. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh. Okay. So anyway, there was a bust. A bunch of rebels got killed. A bunch of them fled to the Red Islands. And whatever was left are just kind of, like, operating in the shadows. Okay. Yeah. So now I'm going to continue talking. That pretty much covers the orb and Pyria and the city and everything like that. It's pretty good, right? Pretty good, rich history. Yeah. Now we're going to move on and we're going to cover the rest, which are the lava fields, the singing jungle, the forgotten sands, and the hydra sea. It should be fairly quick, I wrote on the page. To yourself?
1: To myself. All right. Now, so before we move on... Oh, Jesus <clears> Christ. <throat> and I know, and I, so, and I know I'll, I'll try to make this quick. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so a couple things. One... You have these like radically different, they're not even like different regions. You have like different genres happening. the different time periods that are going on in these uh, areas. I right. mean, the the frozen peaks and and the forest gully. Mm-hmm. I can imagine those two gulch. being gulch. Um, I can imagine those two being neighbors. Mm-hmm. You know, that's fantasy, right? It's like these high contrast things that shouldn't exist in the real yeah. world being slapped together mm-hmm. uh, in a, in a cool surrealism way. Mm-hmm. Um, that's acceptable. Mm-hmm. But they're both kind of in the ancient times realm. Mm-hmm. And then you got Pyrea, mm-hmm. which is.
0: Hypermodern Metropolis.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so that kind of like breaks. There's like some kind of weird dimensional time travel thing going on uh, with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just want to throw that out there because I can I, I, Everything else seems to be in, in, in the same uh, vein have, of, of, of. Money. If they have money, money. Yeah. They, so they, their, econo- their technology uh, excels faster than the people of the forgotten sands? Yeah. What do you mean? That's exactly how I it just, works. That's a fine explanation. I'm just saying <laughs> that there's like, that that like King's Landing is the rich city. I like I was just, I, so I was just watching an episode where they're like, I they're like, they're like, there's a million people uh, living in King's Landing. And, and Jon Snow was like, that's more people than there are in the north. How, why would anyone want to live like that? And that's fine. Cause that's like mm-hmm. in their world yeah. Uh, where, where these, these places exist in the, in the mm-hmm. same continent in the same time. Yeah. Um, That's that's like rural versus metropolis, yeah, but comparable yeah. in the world of so Westeros. So
0: you're looking at this through the lens of like a modern man in the sense of like... Correct. Okay. So you're looking at it and you're like, well, I don't understand if one city is super modern, why wouldn't the other regions be more modern? Or why wouldn't the city be less modern to be more similar to the other regions? And I posit <laughs> to you the following... <laughs> Yeah. Imagine a world, okay, where you're just because you can do something and you have the ability to, doesn't mean you should. Like maybe the people in the forest culture are happy living the way they live. And people at the frozen peaks are happy the way they live. They have the means, presumably, to like have more technology, but like they choose not to.
1: Yeah. And that's fine. I mean it would sure come in handy getting rid of that forest bowl.
0: Yeah, but the force Bowl is magical, dude. So, like, what are you gonna do? Shoot it with a friggin' laser beam? I don't have. I, I, I my,
1: my only comment is is that is that you're you're uh, slapping a bunch of uh, high. Okay, high... so <laughs> I'm too creative. Is Not what you're too saying. creative. No, there's you're no saying... consistency. Eventually, you got to get into like okay, like I, I'll I'll go back to Game of Thrones. Okay, this is this is a, a world where they use modern swear words, but they speak in like medieval language uh, and grammar. Um, that's acceptable once you get used to okay that's the that 's the rules of it they'll they 'll use some some modern uh curse words um but everything else is otherwise consistent uh-huh. king's landing there's castles uh-huh. right there's dragons yeah um but but there's but there's not like robots huh okay. <laughs> you know so there's there's eventually some consistency are you telling me? I, I see you. You got eight regions. I see you starting eight attempts to write an epic fantasy. I, you could not be more wrong. One of them's a sci-fi uh, epic. One of
0: you could not be more wrong. And can I just remind and you And one of them, a major one, is a concept album. That's what I'm saying. The the scientific <laughs> get off the concept album. They brought back somebody from the dead. Who? The, Who did in Game of Thrones? Yeah. Yeah. Through science. Science? They didn't use science. they did. The the, guy was doing trial and error experiments in his basement. Oh, that dude. But he's using medieval science to bring, I'm sorry, outdated medieval science to bring somebody up from the dead. I'm just saying if they had the ability and the technology to craft finely machined metallic elements, you don't think that Cersei Lannister would build a robot?
1: Um, I think that, I think that whether or not Moving she wants is different than whether or not it should exist in the in the fabric of the fiction. If she wants to build it,
0: it would exist. That's my point.
1: Uh, this is the other thing. I can't I can't let it slide that how similar the Blood Havens are to the Targaryens. Twenty generations of one family ruling over. Uh, the, I actually
0: modeled them after the uh,
1: the English. <laughs> oh yeah, the well, Windsors. I well I <coughs> I'll, I'll bet you George R R Martin might have had something similar in mind too. Okay. So maybe you're tapping into the same source. Fine. Oh, However... Okay, so that's
0: cool. If we both steal from an unnamed third... Okay, I got you. Yeah. Mm, okay. I, I, mm. fair, fair game. To, I'm learning a lot about you. Oh, on this oh are, are
1: things becoming consistent? I'm because learning because a lot a about you. <laughs> the, in that You just want to sink this ship. I just want to ask questions that help me understand your process. No, you're trying to ask questions to make me feel like I did something wrong. <laughs> oh, you know what? Let me ask some innocent questions here. Oh, God. How many generations uh, did, did um, Argyle's family rule? 20-ish. Do you um, remember how many generations the Targaryen dynasty was? Oh, man. Um... I don't know. It's 17. 15. It's 17. You could okay. round up to 20. Okay. And in fact, if you count Rhaegar, uh-huh. who didn't become a uh, king, yeah. then that's 18. Yeah. And if you if you count uh, Daenerys, yeah. that's 19. Uh-huh. That's awfully close to 20. I <laughs> promise you that I didn't count generations at home. <laughs> and then I'm going to say, uh, if you didn't know, the Targaryen words are fire and blood, and your Bloodhaven also sounds one letter away uh, from Bloodraven. <laughs> What's a Bloodraven? Now you're just making up no, words. No, 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 I, I, I mean, I, I mentioned this dude, uh, Bloodraven. Uh, Brendan Rivers uh, was a hand of the from king. Weezer? <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. No, dude, man. if you
0: want to know the source of all of these names, I will tell you. Bloodhaven is, uh, uh, where, is the name of the city where Robin... Goes after Batman is like, I'm done with you. That's the name of the city. It's right. where he becomes the Red Hood.
1: Oh. So. So you're stealing from <laughs> Batman and Robin?
0: Yeah, I thought that would be okay.
1: It is okay. It's well, okay. I,
0: I think it's actually called Blue Haven.
1: It, because it's a U with a umlo? Yeah.
0: Is it really? Oh, I think
1: so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I just had to point it out. That's all. No, you, you didn't you, have you, to. You have, you have you a single have ruling family. A lot of people do. I uh, do. This is, but you d- dude. what about the Malfoys? There's not a single
0: ruling family. What about, uh, you know what? What about Slytherin?
1: Slytherin That's is one of family. four
0: houses. Yeah, I know, but he, you know what? I don't want to get into this conversation with you, okay? I didn't have time to flesh out the other family backstory, so I got one ruling family, okay? <laughs> yeah. Jesus. <laughs> we done here? Mm-hmm. Can we move on to the Lava Fields?
1: Yeah, let's go. Lava Fields, I'm in. <sighs>
0: Remember when I told you that the lava fields are supposedly where, where Heidi breathed life into a pool of sulfur? Yeah, magical source. Yeah, that's still true. <laughs> <laughs> um, and this area is extremely rugged. It's plagued by earthquakes and kind of erratic weather. There's no towns or settlements, really no reason for anyone to be up here since chances are most people won't survive over the years. Now, the Blood Havens, original Mike Mayer creation have sent a few expeditions up here in the hopes of finding diamonds, quote-unquote, because I realize air quotes are not visible on a podcast, mm-hmm. so I'm quoting the diamonds. Um, but out of 12 expeditions sent, 11 never came back, and the 12th was severely incapacitated with only two of the 30 returning, empty-handed.
1: You, you have, you have a, a region of volcanic activity. Volcanoes, yeah. From which mm-hmm. people don't return. Yeah. When they go to pillage and plunder.
0: They didn't go to pillage. There's no, nobody to pillage and the plunder. Diamond. They just went on an expedition.
1: For? Diamonds.
0: In quotes. so Let you, me get to the ulterior motive, will you? <laughs> the Bloodhaven supposedly believe there's at least one orb in the lava fields, right? Okay. But it is unknown for certain. It certainly explains the amount of expeditions they sent up there for, and it makes a lot more sense than just went to go find some diamonds. Other than that, no one... None, not much else is known about the lava fields. Mm-hmm. So they sent people up there uh, with the excuse of being like, go find us riches, but really they're trying to find some of these orbs. Okay. Okay, Mr. Snark, what's up now?
1: Do you remember Valyria and the doom uh, of, of the volcanoes erupting? And then after the Valyrian doom, mm-hmm. there's, a, there's a bunch of people that go try to... Um, pillage and plunder the area um that that go over there and never come back is that remember the one dude who, oh yeah, yeah who, who yeah, rides yeah. a dragon yeah. there and thirty thousand people I died follow him
0: oh no that's not the mines that i died in yeah i do remember okay. that yeah
1: sounds like that no dude this is just an expedition it's, it's like lewis and clark yeah all right yep it has well, nothing
0: to do. nothing <clears> exploded. it's just an, always been volcanoes, and then the blood havens are like, we think there's an orb there, go find it, and people have a
1: hard time returning,
0: yeah, because it's volcanic uh, fine the forgotten sands go on, okay, <laughs> the forgotten sands uh <laughs> is an interesting place, so there's not there's one road that goes through it um and along this road, there's, like, a bunch of settlements to, to help people make the journey between the Frozen Peaks and to the Singing Jungle. Because the Forgotten Sands, if you remember, based on my amazing map, that was totally not something that looked like a five-year-old druid.
1: I said sand. four-year-old. A little advance for a five-year-old.
0: The Frozen Peaks and the Singing Jungle are separated by the Forgotten Sands. Cool? Mm-hmm. And there's one road that goes through there to help people get between them. Along this road, there's a bunch of settlements mm-hmm. uh, for like water breaks, pee breaks, things like that. Mm-hmm. Getting gas. Just kidding. <laughs> I mean, I guess you could get supplies. Uh huh. Quote unquote gas. It's a metaphor.
1: Yeah. Gas is a metaphor. Gas is a metaphor.
0: Um, so 90% of this area is covered in sand dunes and the rest is just kind of like dry dirt. Uh, and there's a few kind of nomadic tribes... That in my mind, uh, are kind of like the Dothraki. Uh, no, fuck off already. <laughs> like the uh, like the Bedouin from uh, in like the Sahara, sub-Saharan Africa. All right, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and they're called the Dust Riders. The Dust Riders. Cool. Okay. Uh, but they're I, I in my mind they're just like like a, like a nomadic uh, desert foraging tribe. Um, and they survive out here by like robbing caravans crossing through, or like sometimes they'll like raid a settlement settlement along this road. But they typically uh don't do that as much anymore because the people that are running these settlements have like armed themselves, and it's just not worth the rather. It's easier to pick off caravans in between settlements than like to go to actual right. settlement yeah. and like take people out, unless they absolutely have to. Yeah, but for all intents and purposes, they're like land pirates.
1: The first line here says they're basically desert pirates. So there you go. That's a, a, an it. interesting phrasing that I use to describe the Dothraki. <laughs> Not I'm, saying you did it on purpose. I'm just saying. <laughs> this is why. This you is know what? Why- no, here, here, we're just going to add pirates
0: marauding to the list of things that George R. R. Martin doesn't have a trademark
1: on. When you have a continent divided into seven or eight regions, mm-hmm. And you're going to have land pirates. <laughs> it's inevitable. <laughs> All right. Uh, I, I will pull back on, on the call outs for similarities between George Martin's stuff. No, I mean, I think it would only be fair
0: uh, if you called me out. But then, you, you know, call out Tolkien, too, because
1: he's got similarities between Game of Thrones and, and Lord of the Rings. You mean oh, so? So George for r- ripping off Tolkien, yeah. You know that's a fair point because, Thank but you. George um, take kind of owns the fact that he does that. It's what's called do you an mean? homage. He's uh, paying oh, wait, homage. Wait, to wait. So what, what is mean? the? You know what? No, the difference not, is you're your that you're claiming this me, is original. You're not
0: sucking <laughs> me into this uh, uh, into this hole. I'm just saying to in my mind, if I have a large stretch of land that's treacherous to cross. What would make that even more dangerous? People trying to actively steal my shit. Mm-hmm. That's where the desert pirates came from. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh-huh. All
1: right.
0: Um, so a long time ago, uh, the Forgotten Sands weren't actually sands. It was kind of like a lush green area. Uh, and there was a, a small group of people that lived here in a region called the Forgotten Hills. Does that seem sound familiar? It does. Why does it sound familiar?
1: Well, be, for me, it sounds familiar because uh, the Dothraki Sea. Oh God damn it, dude. Used to be a lush area of of with lakes uh, populated by the Fisher Queens, and there was also the uh, well. But you tell me what the because of the forgotten Cave, hills-
0: dude. Remember the
1: Heidi's uh, Cave
0: in no, the no. in the Forgotten Hills? No, when where, when I, when I hear home.
1: it, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. God. Forgotten Hills. Look, man, I'm at the point now where when you start um, describing uh, things from your lore, uh, I'm more likely to think of Game of Thrones than I am (laughs) to think of stuff from other things in your lore. It's because you haven't been paying attention. I've been paying attention. Ah,
0: whatever. Okay, anyway, so Forgotten Hills. Uh, And. The reason that the Forgotten Hills got turned into sand is because one of the people that settled here, he found one of Heidi's orbs, one of the 13 orbs, and he was not a pure-of-heart gentleman. All right. And she, He found one of the orbs, and it happened to be one of the most powerful ones, the most powerful one to be exact. Um, and it was found in the same exact spot Heidi disappeared forever. Do you remember when I told you that she went to her favorite spot, and that was where the strongest of the orbs was located? Yeah. Okay, so she he found this one there, uh, and he wanted to kind of, like, rule the world, but the orb instead destroyed him and, like, basically turned the whole area into sand. Damn. Because the guy was not worthy. What's his name? john (laughs) john sand john (laughs) that's pretty cool right Mm mm-hmm i'm just kidding his name wasn't john he's he's just legend (laughs) do you know like when you say legends of like oh once upon a time a hero and then like you never hear the name of the hero throughout the whole legend can you think of one
1: (laughs) yeah I don't know how to describe it because I don't know <laughs> the name of the guy. <laughs> I mean, uh, let's move on. Are we? Are we going to? We have so far Argyle and a, mm-hmm. a few um, randomly named family members of his. Mm-hmm. Some of which are also Argyle. <laughs> yes, um, one of yeah. Well, there's Argyle the eighth and the second. Oh yeah, that's true. And yeah. I assume the rest between. Yeah. <laughs> But Argyle's
0: uh, three to through seven. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But um, that's the only uh, real names we've had. We've moved on from him and his family. Yeah, so. because
0: I'm trying to
1: get through it. We can't get bogged down into the weeds by learning people's names. Are you going to be emotionally attached to these people, James? I mean, we, I know that Tywin Lannister is somebody that we have seen on the show and, and, and whatnot. But we uh, have not seen Ares on the show. Okay, Targaryen, listen, and we I, we got into his.
0: I'm gonna get through the rest of this story, and then we can at the end talk about my experience here, <laughs> your experience there, <laughs> our joint experiences together. Okay, cool. We're not so that that's it for the the <laughs> I'm
1: Moving on, okay. we're moving on
0: to the singing jungle. Mm-hmm. I thought I would have thought that you would be more excited. I'm excited, finally getting to the yeah, singing yeah, jungle. finally. Last okay.
1: is this this is the last? No, we got no, one more, one more, but the the Which last one, the, the sea. hydro sea, yeah.
0: So the Singing Jungle is considered to be, like, the birthplace of human civilization on Terra, right? It's a super dense jungle full of wildlife and all kinds of, like, like remnants of the first, like, modern civilization of people. And when I say modern, I still mean, you know, like, like when people started kind of, like, becoming self-aware, like, conscious. Okay. So there's, like, ruins there. Yeah, there's, like, ruins and stuff like that. <laughs> uh, um, and, uh the the none of the ruins are like used anymore but there's still a bunch of them around so there's not it's like the the ruins themselves are still there but like the the story is not you know what i mean like like they have the ruins but they don't have any explanation for it it, yeah so but what's interesting about these these two not two but but about the these ruins is that they're like they're they're built out of uh uh
1: greasy black stone (laughs)
0: fuck you, man. <laughs> They're built out of stone that's made uh, from the, the Red Islands and lava <laughs> fields together, right? Uh-huh. So from both ends of the continent, they brought stones here and they made made this stuff. Mmm. Cool? Which is... Do you understand why that's difficult? Because they went all the way to the, each, each... In the end. middle, yeah. And hey, it's my job to be
1: condescending. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So, like, that that in and of itself uh, is pretty interesting um, because it makes it seem like these original people had, like, did they find an orb? Did they use magic to build these temples? Did they, like, just schlep all
1: the way out there, schlep all the way back and, can like, I, build it together? Can I, ask you, uh, <laughs> can I ask you a serious question? Yeah. Do you have an answer for that? I do have an answer for that. Yeah, You do? In this lore? N- it, I didn't write it down. No, it's it's but but in it's your in my, head, it's, it's in my it. head. Okay.
0: Yeah, it's in my head. All right, I can tell it to you. At the no, end no, you no. yeah, yeah.
1: I, 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 we'll, we'll, um, we'll debrief later.
0: So, because they they you know they were built using uh, uh, both. Like I said, there there's like some element of mysticism and magical whatever to it. Um, what's also clear about this region is at some point, which is why people assume that like um, these ancient peoples got extinct. This is where names would, would come in handy. Sure would. Yeah. Um, the, the, the reason... You that don't they, have a name for these people. No, because I don't know anything about them. Um, oh, acid, the, oh, the... The,
1: the, so the, the, you, the you,
0: temple builders. Gotcha. Yep. Uh, acid Acidic rain started, like, falling into the jungle. Mm-hmm. So, like, most of these temples are melted. Like, they're eroded, but much quicker than you would from, like, regular wind uh, and rain. Acid rain. Cool. Acid rain. Um. And obviously, because people don't know, they've come up with theories all over the place. God's coming down to Earth and then leaving. Uh, So, gods came down, built these temples, and then they left um, to aliens, to, like, people finding orbs and messing with uh, the weather, to whatever. (laughs) I just threw aliens in there. These are all the different explanations. Yeah, just, like, random, you know, theories, but... Um, so the singing jungle gets its name because once a year a powerful breeze blows through the place causing it to sing quote unquote a kind of like high-pitched eerie tone there's just like a like think of it like El Nino but like
1: so it's like a, it's like yeah, a, high, yeah. it's like a high-pitched version of the oh, oh, oh. yeah yeah it is <laughs> see how I'm like weaving it all together
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um, and uh, because of that That tone, the wind, the acid rain, the general kind of, like, dreariness of the the whole place, uh, it's got, like, a really creepy feeling to it, Um, and uh, there's superstition surrounding it, including the, uh, there's this, like, story that people moved out there, people like Argyle, Mm -hmm. you know, because they started in the singing jungle. Yep the and they kind of like his family story fed into the superstition that they would move there um, and claim to like live in the old temples and buildings and then within months or years they would come back and they would just be like insane
1: so it would be like spending the night in a haunted house
0: yeah i guess but like they were, people weren't right when
1: they came back all right Okay, and then finally we have the Hydra Sea. Ah, I can't believe you moved on from the singing jungle without talking about these panthers. I already said everything I need to know about them. (laughs) There's eight-foot-tall panthers. There's all kinds of crazy animals in the the jungle. What, do you want me to go through, like, the whole... I, that'd be cool i mean the whole <laughs> biological hierarchy of animals you know, in the jungle yeah that's awesome i mean th- we, there's uh james this is a
0: limited podcast
1: it's a jungle dude i mean i i get no there's i mean that's a jungle is so heavily defined by the wildlife uh in it okay more so than like the desert i again have this in my head do you want you want me to go do through? you yeah, yeah i would I love to hear what are some other options <laughs> in your head Besides for- the giant panthers <laughs> yeah. okay so there's also like these crazy
0: serpents that are like a, a a cross between uh a you know how like a, a snake is shiny, yeah. This is not like that. It's okay. like it looks like kind of like a bearded dragon without legs, but they're really big. They're like thirty to forty feet long. So it's dry. Yeah, like a like a rough. Yeah, like mm-hmm. a rough. I mean, snakes aren't wet. But, they, but I, I, mean, I understand what you say when they're the they're rainforest. kind of like shiny or glossy. Yeah, they're yeah. just like rough, like scaly. Mm-hmm. So then there's them. There's the eight foot tall uh, panthers. There's uh, these crazy, like, pterodactyl-looking birds that mm-hmm. have uh, no feather. They're like an overgrown bat, but they're not fuzzy. Oh, cool. And they're, they're carnivores. Yeah. Um, there's also uh, giant rodents uh, that are just, like, capybaras but, like, bigger. Okay. They're just kind of food for other animals. Oh. Um, food for other animals? Food for other animals. So, like,
1: these giant rats are uh, bite-sized snacks for the bigger animals.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I did say the scaly, uh, rough snake was like thirty to forty feet.
1: And yeah, like, yeah. You know, I'm just right? saying that. That's yeah. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool imagery. If you're like the oh. smallest, the smallest a- animal. Well, dude, let's redo the, the, the whole rodent. podcast now. If I understand <laughs> what kind of <laughs> imagery you're looking for, I can I, give you I, this kind of nonsense I been, all I been, day. Well, I, I've been telling you from the from the <laughs> to make a concept album, and I'm not yeah, going <laughs> to. <laughs> and if it and if it involves uh, the tales of these epic animals, then I'm even more in. So you're saying the smallest animal in the no, jungle here. No, no, I'm hair. saying
0: there's giant giant ro- there's smaller animals but like there's giant rodents. <sighs> Blew it. Why would why would the that's that's just unrealistic, dude. That uh, every animal's a, yeah, a giant?
1: It's fantastic.
0: <laughs> I don't this isn't fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> bummer. Uh yeah, it's a real <laughs> bummer. Um and then what was the I had one other idea uh for uh an animal which was basically like a, um, um, like a crab, like a big, like crustacean, like armored uh, crab, kind of like a, like like if like an Alaskan king crab and a Stegosaurus could like smash into each other.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of picturing that uh, that one um, Pokemon. <laughs> I don't know if you're familiar, but like I think it, he might even be king crab. But uh, oh yeah, 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 kind of like that, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah all right I, i'm satisfied that, okay, that was cool. great that see was great. and that's the okay that's I would, what i wanted to know I wanted, about the singing jungle that that i'll tell you what the list of animals and the the high-pitched noise that um happens when the wind blows through the the uh wildlife is yeah. all i needed that's that's everything <laughs> that i wanted out of the singing jungle for the first time i heard it i was like oh there's gotta be some really crazy shit going on in there well i'm glad i could deliver thank you um and I I, I, I want to talk about this later,
0: I guess, maybe, but I'll, I'll just bring it up now. I think the uh one of the challenges of doing this, the way that, that I did it, is like I don't have the time. I guess I realized about three quarters of the way through this whole thing where it was like, uh, well, if I go super, super detailed and then zoom out, it's really hard to do that when you're first just trying to come up with a... An arc. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Does that make any sense? Mm-hmm. You sure?
1: I I mean, yeah. I, I, it's it's kind of what we've been. You got to you got to zoom in. Uh, you got to get so many details yeah. that you can just list them real quick.
0: Yeah.
1: As opposed to details that you like because you you took the time to be so detailed about it. Yeah. Um, you know, actually describe with all the detail that you came yeah. up with. Um. And then you got to condense them into uh, something that, that, that you, you kind of breeze by. So, number one, uh, it's hard to do that uh, without getting trapped in the in the um, world of too much detail. And number two, it takes forever to come up with that kind Which of detail. Which is why I am
0: <laughs> doing a great job. Do you understand? Cool. The Hydra-C. So, uh, obviously, it's named after Heidi. I shouldn't have even told you that. But, like. You Know, uh, and because Heidi, because it goes from remember how I told you that the world is just this one continent and the rest of it's water, yeah. The Hydra Sea kind of cuts across from like I would say ocean to ocean, but it's the same ocean from like water mass to water mass, it just cuts right, right across and it is uh the width of the continent and then like narrower than it is
1: wide. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, okay. So, so, but it's a it's a dividing coast. body of water. Yeah. So it's you're you're breaking the continent in half.
0: I mean, I guess. Why is that? Why does that matter?
1: I, I mean, it's I, I just like it's not like a region of the continent. It's it's just it's a body of water that it's like like the Wester. If Westeros and Essos didn't have the Narrow Sea, yeah. it would just be one continent. But because it does, it's two continents, and they and they have like different you know climates and everything. It's just interesting that you, d- you decided to name it one continent that isn't connected.
0: Because I was thinking of, <laughs> of like, uh, uh, well, I see what you're saying. I was thinking of the Mediterranean when I came up with it. Okay. Because that's kind of what it does, right? The Mediterranean, it's like this weird, it's like a thing that's annoyed me for a long time on like the globe is they call things that are part of other things its own thing. Like the Indian Ocean mm-hmm. is the Pacific Ocean. It's just like a right. Do you okay. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's that's what bothered because me because
1: so, it kind of has like a, like a, like an implied shape to it because it kind of becomes uh, a, a cove or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's like that it's bay. all of a sudden called something else. Yeah, yeah.
0: That's that's my a bay. Yeah, yeah. That's that, that was my my so like I I, I worked it in here, but it's technically part of the whole water mass. It's just because it's confined within the imaginary borders of the continent. It's called the Hydra Sea. It's not an ocean. Cool. Understood. Cool. cool. Um and it's splits the continent two between the forest Gulch and Pyrea. There is one land bridge that spans the entire width, built out of stones that are similar to the temples. It's like the mix between them. So it's a man-made. Yeah, it's like bridge. an ancient bridge that's fairly wide, wide enough to like have some settlements and stuff on it. Two-way uh, uh, like traffic points. for horse. Two-way traffic's horse carriages, uh, hover cars. Uh, jet skis, that kind
1: of thing. <laughs> I can't believe you don't see the problem with horse carriages passing hover cars.
0: You said horse carriages. I never mentioned horse carriages
1: once this entire time. Nobody's got horse carriages. No, not, not there's no the, horses. Not not in the freezing forest, <laughs> or the, the frozen uh, the, peaks. The frozen peaks. Yeah. No, there's <laughs> there's no horses. Done. Wow. Nobody what? rides a panther.
0: Oh, dude. Yeah, people ride panthers. <laughs> Are You kidding me? <laughs> slap a saddle on that bad boy and go out for a run i mean that'd be cool okay well when we do the sequel to this i'm going to introduce you panther racing (laughs) (laughs) the primary gambling of of, uh, tarot okay so um it's it's obviously understood that the same people that built the temples built the bridge right Same Mm -hmm. kind of thing it was just there um and there it's the only way to get across like you can also take a boat across if you want to But that's really tricky because there's areas of the sea that are just dead. Like, I don't know if you're familiar with old sailing uh, lore at all. I got really into pirates a couple of years ago. (laughs) And I just, like, researched it a bunch. Apparently, there's, like, these trap areas of the Atlantic where, like, uh, sailing ships would get stuck for months at a time where there would be no wind. Just completely dead, calm, circular vortexes. And it would be just stuck there for months. And, like, a lot of people died because they can't get out of it. Just starved to death? Yeah, you can't oh, wow. get out of it. Um, so there's a lot of that in this. In this, there's areas of like this in the in the Hydra Sea where. So it, it's. I guess what I'm saying is, is most people want to take the bridge as opposed to going across. But if you're like up to nefarious nonsense, you might want to take a boat if you know what you're doing. Interesting. Um, and then there's also a monster, a legend of a monster with 13 tentacles of
1: fire that lives in the deep. But that's probably nonsense. So this is the second use of the number 13. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you look impressed. I mean, I, I mean, as soon as I heard it for the second time, I'm like, uh, it'd be cool if we if we use that number more. It seems like there would be special significance there to is. it.
0: There is special significance.
1: Uh, and then, you know, we
0: don't really know if this monster is for realsies or if it's just like people... Uh, that's just the way people... It's a less boring way to explain, like, well, yeah, they they screwed up the wind patterns and just got
1: stuck in a flat spot for months and then they died. Do you know what I mean? But so it's kind of like a kraken or a Loch Ness monster type yeah. sea, sea, sea myth. A megalodon. Yeah,
0: yeah, that kind of. What's a megalodon? Megalodon is that big ass shark. You ever seen that movie with Jason Statham, The Meg? No, it's not good. Okay. Okay. So anyway, that's that. Those are all the regions, the eight regions. All uh, right. We'll do a, a quick recap. We'll just. Flow through them real quick. Frozen peaks, frozen people, monks, isolated, want to be alone. Mm-hmm. Forest Gulch, green leaf, City, people from all over, forest bear. Mm-hmm. You remember forest bear, right? Of course I do. Cool. Red Islands, violent Forest bowl, right? Uh, bull, right? <laughs> bull. Oh, my God. I said bear earlier, you and do, I actually yeah.
1: wrote bear. That's why oh. I got
0: confused.
1: <laughs> forest bear is not... No, no, unusual was, <laughs> no no yeah, bull. Forest, forest
0: bear is for sure just like where they're usually hanging out yeah, yeah. <laughs> no but it was it was the bull because it was a minotaur yeah. kind of thing Waterfish. Waterfish. <laughs> skybird yeah um the red islands violent volcano Mortiria piece they're lawless seafaring pirates that kind of thing mm-hmm. Pyria surveillance state the blood havens most technology technologically advanced and then that's where the rebels in the faction lives the lava fields just a nightmare yep orb question mark the forgotten sands you got forgotten hills curse desert singing jungle remnants of agent civilization eerie powerful hydra sea monster in the deep maybe cuts continent in half danger zones cool yeah that's our summary now i don't know if i want to tell you this part now or not
1: look can i ask some questions and then maybe you you can decide Mm -hmm. so Are you going to talk about these tallies on the side of your... So Mike has, um, you know, these handwritten pages, and at at the bottom of this one where he um, numbers all eight of these regions and then does a one-line summation, there's this uh, weird column of red tick marks, tallies, and I'd see like a a 2, 1, 1, 2, 1, 2, 3, 1... counting from is is what is, the, is it like a ranking system is it like how many pages you wrote for them or how many how good you feel about them <laughs> yeah it's it's in order of
0: of how garbage i think they are
1: <laughs> what is it really though do you want to
0: know or do you want me to finish and then tell you
1: okay uh, then I'll, I'll i'll wait i'll finish so, and this is page 31 that we're on yeah and, and you I just have two and a half more two and a half pages or One and a half, one and a half pages yes to wrap up this entire not uh-huh. wrap it up but 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 bring but
0: it like springboard us into glory my friend in, into the beginning uh-huh. of the
1: thing that we're going to go we're going to say to ourselves my god I have to know more and yes. and the, that's the beginning of the journey that mm-hmm. we could follow mm-hmm. and invest in mm-hmm. are you ready for me to stick emotionally this uh-huh. and sexually as a as a, as a Sp- pi- sexually and as spiritually a pitch yes to yeah. marvel mm-hmm. or hbo I I'm on the edge of my seat I can't wait for this page and a half
0: okay so so far <laughs> uh, we've covered the myth uh, which you shed on the we're, whole time
1: we're at an hour and a half by the way I, that's my that's my uh, flag we're gonna cap it at two hours <laughs> okay all right so uh, we we covered the
0: myth which you shed on the geography which you shed on and then now I'm gonna go uh, talk about basically what I'm what I'm setting up here okay um, so This is insider knowledge nobody in this world knows, but I'm going to tell you for the sake of setting up the story. So what nobody really knows is that the Bloodhavens have been playing a centuries-long game. It turns out that Argyle stumbled on one of the orbs in the singing jungle before the move. So that's what prompted his original move. It wasn't just him being a dick or, like, trying to consolidate power, okay? He found this orb, and then he found a giant ornate pedestal with an inscription that was incomplete because of the acid rain, but it did say enough for Argyle to figure out that there were more orbs, at least one, possibly more, in Pyria. So that's why he wanted
1: to go. Mm-hmm. Okay? So that's the real reason he played all those games with everyone. He knew he couldn't go by himself. So he finds an orb and then, and then uh, gets a clue that leads him to Pyrrhea. Mm-hmm. And he wants to bring an army or, like, a a society? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But he's got to fabricate some big lie so that people don't think that he's onto something and and become part of the the race for riches.
0: Yes. Okay, cool. So the faction knows this part to be true, and they know that the Bloodhavens have done everything they've done as a way to stop the information getting out, but also to be able to keep searching for the orbs without being uh, um, stopped. Couldn't think of the word stopped. Right? All right. Which is, explains their, their diamond expeditions to the north.
1: Right. Okay?
0: So once they have all 13, they have basically all, they'll be able to quote unquote put Heidi back together, I guess, in some way or another. But then more importantly, they'll be able to like reveal the greater truth regarding the original story of the myth between the uh, horn of balance and all that kind of stuff. So they're they're <laughs> gathering all of it together. To
1: is that something that people are concerned with? I mean, it, it, feels, it feels no.
0: In the moment, they're concerned with just getting as many of these orbs as possible and figuring out how to use them. Okay. Okay.
1: Who? Okay. I'm telling right, you, right, this right, is information. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> so people are aware of the of the at least of that the myths, The myths of these orbs mm-hmm. and of uh, everyone across these continents is uh, on the same page as far as like the legend of. Heidi and Pyro mm-hmm. and and the formation of of the of the planet. So so everyone has variations or at least some awareness of it enough to the point where if any one uh, one of these regions or, or or somebody in the land collected them, they know that they're super powerful or at least yes. believe that they are. Yes. And you're telling me that that the truth about it is is if you get all thirteen together. Yes. The the appeal to the character doing it mm-hmm. is that there will be some great reward of power or yep. immortality or, or yes. uh, closeness to God or whatever. Yep. Uh, but on top of that, they will reveal the, uh, the truth of the Horn of Balance and, and the creation of, you know, the composer and the, the two um, mm-hmm. Heidi and, and Pyro, mm-hmm. but they don't necessarily know mm-hmm. or believe that.
0: Right. They just know that they, they are powerful uh, the orbs are the orbs are, yep. and they just want to find them. All right, cool. So uh, the the Blood Havens know this. The faction knows this, and the faction's leader, who is known only as Owl, <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. has real concerns about this. Obviously, she's trying to uh, escape the surveillance of Pyria to the other regions to track down the other orbs and destroy them, mm-hmm. hopefully preventing the destruction of the whole continent by the Blood Hand, the Blood uh,
1: Blood Havens. So. And I noticed that you made Owl a she. Oh yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think most of the characters in this are, uh, I don't know. In in my in the way that I was envisioning the story, all the all the uh, the the assholes are dudes, and all the all the heroes are uh, uh, women. I think it just. I think it just because because of the original sibling thing
1: between Heidi and Pyro. Like, I think I just.
0: Got stuck on the...
1: Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, it makes sense. And uh, it's a good selling point. (laughs) It's woke, man.
0: Thanks, man. I'm trying to make money. All right. (laughs) Meanwhile, uh, Thorn and Octavia are basically ready to take over and destroy the whole continent to track down these orbs. So they've been quietly, like, assuming power and getting, you know, more and more. uh, They already have two of them, two Mm -hmm. of the orbs. Um, The Bloodhavens do. Yeah. And that's what the dome is really hiding.
1: <coughs> is an orb. Two of them. Okay. In the vaults beneath.
0: The original one that they found in, in the... Argyle. Yep. Jungle. And then they found one in Pyria where Argyle uh, was coming. He didn't find it himself, but eventually, like... His
1: family lined his... Yeah. And the people, though, believe this myth of um, the axe or whatever. Yeah. Being what's carved in, but nobody, so nobody like goes in there, peek, pokes their head in, and sees they can't. The road hands will fuck them up. Dude. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I've
0: covered all my bases. Uh, no VIP um, pass. So now I leave you with this question: Are you ready? Yeah. Well, actually, sorry. So they want to track down uh, the rest of the orbs. They've slowly gathered information from spies all over to figure out where the orbs are. All while building an army consisting of the road hands and various other people.
1: Okay. Yep.
0: Now here we go. Will the owl and her faction be able to beat them to the punch, or will the Blood Havens end up unlocking the secret to the universe and the path to more power than they ever know? Will the composer finally do something slash anything? Is she real? Will friendships come out on top? Did Pyro build his goddamn planet somewhere else? What about the horn? What does that have to do with anything? Find out in the main story of Sphere or the Search to the End of the Universe. <laughs>
1: Option one is Sphere.
0: No, no, no. It's one title. It's like, <laughs> it's like Doctor Strange Love or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb.
1: Okay. Do you know what I'm saying? What was the second part of it Sphere or the so Search
0: it? to the End of the Universe? Wow. Yeah, it just blew your fucking mind, didn't I?
1: All right. So the so the pitch is, yeah. <clears throat> I love Will. Friendships come out on top. We have no one to invest in. No friendships to be had. I can't envision anybody making friends because I don't know anybody's you name. You can't imagine
0: the rebels are friends with themselves.
1: Yeah. Oh, uh, And there's probably all sorts of... Okay, so real quick, just
0: to, just now that I've, I've taken the, the lid off the whole thing, basically my idea is that these spies from the Bloodhavens live in all these different regions. The rebels have... D- Context between different regions, and it's going to eventually break out into all kinds of wars.
1: Okay, so the, so the main thing though is this this thing in Pyria, the Bloodhaven family, um, and the rebels. That's that's like the main thing, and, yeah. and everybody else is kind of like, um, on, like background, mm-hmm. uh, world filler. Yeah.
0: Oh, and going back to the tech marks real quick. Mm-hmm. That's the number of orbs in each
1: region. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Cool. So yeah. you. So you. You actually uh, divvied them up. Yeah. And I I know where they are also in my head. Oh, man. Uh, I want to talk about it so bad. Yeah.
0: That's maybe for part two.
1: Okay. So we're at an hour Mm 40-ish right now. Um, So here's what we're going to do. We're going to leave that to be the end of Mike's story. Mm -hmm. And we finished the Game of Thrones History 2. Yep. So we'll tack on um, a, a couple bonus episodes here to just talk about the process on both sides of it and uh, kind of compare. You know, we'll do, we'll do some loose ends from Game of Thrones um, lore, and mm-hmm. we'll also uh, get a debriefing from Mike's yeah. torturous process. Yeah, uh, And it's going to be... Uh probably a lot more straightforward than the rest of my episodes have been. either way uh that that's the that's the end of of the the journey itself and yeah. um we hope that you join us for um some reflections yeah <laughs> reflections and uh you know thanks for coming along for the ride yeah
0: all right an hour and 40 is enough see yeah. you later <laughs>